at Christmas, which was not that long ago, we celebrated this amazing mystery of God entering into our, our humanity, our human family, taking on our flesh. There were some in the life of the early church who, who wrestled with that. Could, could God really enter fully into our humanity? Would he really do that? It seems too humble of a thing. It seems beneath God to do that. And there, there were some who said, no, it, it, it looks like it, but he, he didn't really do it. There's no way that he really became one of us. And so they said, the appearance of man, yes, but, but did he really become one of us? They said, no. But, but the early church, guided by the Lord through the Holy Spirit, held fast to, to the faith that, that we hold on to now, which is he really, truly became one of us. The question, though, that we can, we can ask is, how far would he go in that, in that oneness with us? At Christmas, it, it simply brings us up to the reality that, that he takes on our flesh. But how much beyond that would the Lord go? Um, and as we move into Lent, the Lord answers that for us. Uh, the setting for our gospel reading today and where Lent is going to be pointing us and moving us toward is this reality. Uh, the gospel picks up just after Jesus, 30 years old, has left Nazareth where he grew up and he's gone to John at the Jordan to be baptized. Do you remember John's reaction when Jesus presented himself? to be baptized, who remembers what, what John said? Who remembers? Anne. Yeah, perfect, exactly. John was confused. He said, you're, you're coming to be baptized by me, but, but I, I should be baptized by you. John couldn't understand why, why would the Lamb of God, who's come to take away the sins of the world, why would he wade into the waters with all of these sinners that were coming to John as an act of repentance? Why, why, would, why would the Savior step into the waters of the Jordan with sinners? And he does it as this great outward sign of his solidarity with us. That when he took on our flesh, at Christmas, he intended and does enter into the whole of our life, like everything. And so at the Jordan River, he steps into the waters as a sign of his oneness with us. He's without sin, we know that. But he is so one with us, with me and you, that he gets into the waters as this great sign of his solidarity, even with sinners. And this is an amazing sign of God's love for us, that he doesn't stand on the outside. And then where things continue, what we have in the gospel today is that from that moment then, declaring just visibly, publicly, his solidarity with sinners, then the Spirit pushes him and drives him out into the desert, where for 40 days, you know, he's tempted and tested and feels hunger 
and all of that. This is just flowing out from there. He willingly endures temptation and trial and testing because he's made himself one with us. Listen, there's no reason why the Son of God, the creator of everything, should have to endure temptation, especially by one of his creatures. Satan is a fallen angel, but he's a creature. How could it be that the creator allows himself and permits himself to be tempted and tested by a creature? Like, that is, it's not right. And yet, all of this is part of this love that he has for us in his heart that leads him just to be so one with us. And he, he's, he never sins. He's God. He, do, he doesn't do that. And yet, he makes himself one with us as if he were a sinner, like St. Paul says, like he who did not know sin made himself to be sin for us, for our salvation. Now, where all of this ultimately is going, because we're not even at the most amazing part, but where we're headed is toward Good Friday. And on Good Friday, we will gather together and we will venerate the cross of Christ and, and we're going to kiss it, or we'll, we'll kneel down before it, or, or bow before it, as our way of saying, Lord, we, we just cannot comprehend this love that you have for us, that you would be in this deep of solidarity with us. So this, what do you do with that? The, I, the, the, the first thing, like just praying through this all myself this week, the first thing we have to do is just, we have to let that love work on us, and just get into our heart and just change us. I mean, that, that's what he wants that love to do. But it, it can't just be a, an intellectual thing. There's a huge difference between knowing in my head that he has entered into solidarity with us in, in, in our human family, with our trials, our temptations, and all of that. There's a huge difference between knowing that in my head and experiencing that in my heart. And so one like really basic but really important application from this then is that, that you and I would have these days of Lent just to spend in that love. I guarantee you, the more that we let that love into our hearts, the more it's gonna change us. Like this is the most powerful love, the most powerful thing in the whole universe. and. That, that's the aim of Lent. On Ash Wednesday, just a few days ago, as you came forward to receive ashes, you heard the words declared to you as you received the ashes, repent and believe in the gospel. And that, that repentance, that, that faith, it, it's kind of meant to be our natural response to this amazing love. And so as, we, as we're moving into this season, that, that's just my, my encouragement for you. And I think it's just it's a, a good direction that the Lord gives to us. He is so one with you. You're not alone in whatever you're going through. The burdens that you carry, the trials that you're going through, he willingly enters into all of that with you. And that is meant to change us. It's meant to change the way that we go through those trials and burdens. 
It's meant to change the way that we endure the different temptations that try to pull us away from love of God and love of neighbor. And it's also meant to change the way that we pray. I mentioned at the start of Mass, at the announcements, we have a Lenten devotional this year. And the, the whole aim of that Lenten devotional is, is to open up just the depth of this love that he has for us. And I, so I want to encourage you, if your vision of God is one that, that your starting point is, he's not with me. He's only watching over me for my every misstep. He's always looking out for when I'm gonna fail or falter. If that's your image of him, he says to you, I, I, I need to change that. I need you to know who I really am because that, that's not me. And these early days of Lent open up that reality. And so, if you've struggled in your image of who he is, I just want to give you that encouragement. Head out to the website, click on that Lenten devotional, get signed up for it, um, and, and see what the Lord might do in your heart during these special days of Lent. That oneness with us manifests itself in so many different ways. And a beautiful part of the life of our parish right now, especially, are all of the men and the women and our children, seven and older, who the Lord has been calling to enter into the life of his church. Um, every one of you has your own particular story, beautiful things that God has been doing in you, that's been drawing you here. It's unique for each of you, and yet the love that motivates it all is the same from his heart. Today, later at the cathedral, all of our men and women, our children, gathered with all of the parishes around the diocese are going to be there with Archbishop Lori, and he will, he will officially call them, uh, elect them to the Easter sacraments. It's a beautiful time of prayer up at the basilica or up at the cathedral, but here today, we offer prayers as we send you to the cathedral. And so, we're going to enter into just a, a brief time of prayer for all of our candidates, our catechumen, and pray for you as we send you forth. We begin with our catechumens, those who are to be baptized. And dear brothers and sisters, the catechumens whom I now present to you are beginning their final period of preparation and purification for their initiation. They found strength in God's grace and support in our parish family's prayers and example. Today, at this Mass, they ask to be recognized for the progress that they've made in their spiritual formation leading toward Easter and to receive the assurance of our blessings and our prayers as they go forth to the rite of election celebrated today by Archbishop Lori. I will now call up those who are to be baptized by name and your sponsors can come forward with you just to gather here before me. Elizabeth Husted. Sierra Lane, William Mann, Jacob Masters, Amanda Schmid, Isabella Bialy, Andrew Farr, Bryn Farr, Emily McLaughlin, Henry McLaughlin, Magnolia Masters, Tallulah Masters, Ross Muir.
my dear friends, these catechumens who have been preparing for the sacraments of initiation hope to be found ready to participate in the rite of election and be chosen by Christ for the Easter sacraments. It is the responsibility of our community to inquire about their readiness before they're presented to the bishop. And so I turn to you, our godparents and our sponsors, for your testimony. Have they taken their formation in the gospel and in the Catholic way of life seriously? And have they given evidence of their conversion by the example of their lives? And do you judge them to be ready to be presented to Archbishop Lori for the rite of election? My dear catechumens, our parish family gladly recommends you to Archbishop Lori, who in the name of Christ will call you to the Easter sacraments. May God bring to completion the good work he has begun in you. I invite you to remain here while I call forward our candidates, those who have already been baptized but are seeking to share in the sacraments of confirmation and Eucharist at the Easter Vigil. They ask to be recognized for the progress they've made in their spiritual formation and to receive the assurance of our prayers and our blessings today. As I call our candidates by name, I invite them to come forward together with their sponsors. Amanda Bialy, Heather Caparino, Toby Lee, Deanna Masters, Ronald Masco, Sandra Middleton, Christina Nicholas, Ivan Nicholas, Caitlin Nutwell, Colin Savage, Sarah Savage, Sarah Stitt, Bennett Tribble, Enzo Balonzo, Chloe Bernardi, Danielle Bernardi, Christian Carvalho, Gabriel Carvalho, Favor Fidele, Annie Garrison, Josephine Garrison, Dylan Kay, Ethan Lawson, Zachary Lawson, Kiera Lazic, Thomas Lazic, Constantine Nicholas, Donovan Nicholas. My dear friends, these candidates, already one with us by reason of their baptism in Christ, have asked to participate fully in the sacramental life of the church. Those who know them have judged them to be sincere in their desire. During their time of formation, they've listened to the word of Christ and endeavored to follow his commands more perfectly. To you, our candidates, we, your, your brothers and sisters, support you in your desire to complete your initiation and to be received into full communion. And I ask their sponsors now, once again, to state their opinion so that all of you may hear. And to our sponsors, I ask, as God is your witness, do you consider these candidates ready to receive the sacraments of confirmation and Eucharist and to be received into full communion with the Catholic Church. <coughs> Good. Now, my dear friends, I address you. Your sponsors have spoken in your favor. The Church, in the name of Christ, accepts their testimony, and we joyfully send you to Archbishop Lori this day, who will exhort you to live in deeper conformity to the life of Christ. We pray for you now. 
I invite our parish family to stand as we offer these prayers of intercession. Lifting up all those who will enter into full communion with the church this Easter, we pray with offering these petitions. Please respond praying, Lord, hear our prayer. That these catechumens and candidates may be freed from selfishness and learn to put others first in love of God and neighbor. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That their godparents and sponsors may be living examples of the gospel. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That their teachers may always convey to them the beauty of God's word. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That these catechumens and candidates may share with others the joy they have found in their friendship with Christ. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And that our parish family, during this Lenten season, may grow in charity and be constant in prayer. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our Father of love and power, it is your will to establish all things in Christ and to draw us all into his loving embrace. Guide these catechumens and candidates in the days and weeks ahead. Strengthen them in their vocation. Build them into the kingdom of your Son and seal them with the spirit of your promise through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Would you join me just in a sign of our joy over all of these that are entering into the whole life of the church this Easter and to assure them of our prayers for them in these special days of Lent. Congratulations to all of you. <laughs> Candidates and catechumen, I invite you to return to your pews and you may all be seated now as we prepare our gifts for the altar.